On this week's episode of Where We Are, the New York Times thinks Christianity has a brand problem. We'll discuss it. We'll also talk about Mother's Day and Melissa's thoughts on mothering. You're listening to Where We Are. This is Where We Are. We are the Wares. I'm Michael. I'm Melissa. Happy Mother's Day, Melissa. Thank you. It's a big day. Yes. We're going out for brunch. Yeah, going out for a brunch with our gals. And then you're being sent off, free range. Yep, get to be alone. Uh, My thoughts. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't even need to know what you're doing. You well, can do whatever you want to do. I'm going to a cat cafe. I'm going to get a coffee and go to a cat cafe and be surrounded by cats. Okay. I wish I didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> uh, but, you know, whatever fills your cup. Yeah. Uh, or fills your fills your milk bowl to continue with the cat. Yeah. Cat talk, yeah. Uh, all right. We're, we got an interesting episode. We uh, had an inter- interview set up. But our uh, guest, who I'm very excited about, yes. had some technical issues. Should be all set to have. Actually, why don't we? John Ward's going to be yeah, our, our, <laughs> our guest next week. John Ward, author of Testimony and uh, chief political correspondent for Yahoo News, all around swell fellow, uh, should be with us next week. But this week, you saw, you know, it's interesting. The New York Times has prompted quite a bit for you this week. Yeah. This, we're going to talk about this. We love Jessica Gross. Yeah. We love, Great journalist. love her. I think she's doing a wonderful job. Um, and she, I think we, we've, uh, on the Substack, uh, we uh, flagged that she was going to be writing about faith in America mm-hmm. quite a bit. She's yep. an interesting backstory, interesting. Interesting interest uh, in religion. Yep. And, you know, I think so often these conversations get stuck in a rut. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really, I, I think she's going to bring a fresh voice to it, and she's already doing that. And she wrote an article this week on uh, Christianity's brand problem. We'll talk about that. But first, Melissa, uh, just yesterday you published... Uh, an article on the Substack, uh, whereweare.substack.com, uh, that you were uh, inspired to write. Mother talk, mothering talk is in the air. So why don't, we won't talk too long about it. I would urge folks to to read it. Um, but oh, just give folks the overview of, of what you wrote, why you wrote it. Yeah, so there was an op-ed the past few days um, from a doctor in the op-ed section of the New York Times talking about how um, even being a doctor in, you know, sort of serious or, you know, anxiety-inducing situations, that motherhood has thrown her for a loop. Um, And I think a lot of people who have um, mothered children feel that way. Uh, And she relates it back to how she really, her baby is like three or four months, three or four months old, and she's been struggling with breastfeeding. And feeling really guilty and inadequate, um, sort of depression resulting from that. And I really related with that because I too struggled with breastfeeding with both kids. And the second time around, I actually didn't even faff about with it because 
I knew that biologically I just could not do it. Um, and so I remember just sort of being so sad that I couldn't when it was happening. And at that time, you know, after I got through the, the whole haze of like the, the immediate postpartum, uh, you know, your hormones are fluctuating a ton and all that, I realized why is it that a biological factor is affecting the way I view myself as a mother so much? And then reading, you know, someone's account again, and I hear these stories all the time about these various things about motherhood. We have we have a lot of societal expectations around motherhood that we sometimes talk about. A lot of them are implicit. Um, and then motherhood has sort of turned into a brand because we've commodified motherhood in a lot of ways. And therefore, it's setting more layers of expectations for us in, you know, the year of 2023. Um, you know, we've got mommy influencers. I mean, that's what we call them. And I mean, even calling people mommy influencers or formally calling them mommy bloggers in and of itself, I think, is like a sort of derogatory term, which is just so interesting to me that we like to deem people who are writers. We call them that in that way. Um, so I just wanted to write about that, about all the expectations of motherhood and how, for me, the way that I have dealt with it is, and all these conversations around like, you know, finding your own identity as a mom and, you know, you're not just a mom, you, you don't have to lose yourself sort of thing. And I've sort of come, I feel like I've created my own path, but then I've already heard a bunch of responses from fellow moms saying, I actually feel this exact same way and I just haven't seen it articulated by someone, that they too are also creating their own past that says that mothering is just one part of their identity and it's not the only part of our identity. And plus the fact, you know, this whole conversation on identity isn't the end all be all. You know, our kids are um, and the way that we love them is. Um, and so I wanted to write about that just because... Being a mom in 2023 is very difficult, and we're surrounded by a lot of competing interests, especially competing interests around sort of economically how we make our decisions and the, and the commodification of motherhood. Um, so I hope that listeners will resonate with it. Yeah, I thought it was a great piece. I, I, I thought there was, um, I enjoyed reading it, and so... Uh, I do hope folks will check it out at whereweare.substack.com. That's W-E-A-R, we are, just like the podcast, .substack.com. Thanks for writing it. Yeah. And happy Mother's Day. Thanks. Uh, Very happy to celebrate it. Yes, indeed. Uh, Okay, let's get to this Jessica uh, Gross article. Set it up for us. What did she... What did she write about? What prompted what prompted the piece? So like you said, Jessica is writing more on religion. And so she's starting to ask ex- various experts in the field, and some of them you will recognize um, when you read the piece. Um, and she surveyed her New York Times readers, asking them, you know, are they religious? Are they not? Uh, do they still attend church? Why or why not? Um, so she's been asking those questions. And she starts off this newsletter piece with a quote from Phil Suckerman, a professor at Pitzer College who researches atheism and secularity. And he says, Christianity's got a branding problem. Um, and then her, she herself in the, in the newsletter goes on to say, it is seen by many as the religion of conservative Republican politics. Um, and there are otherwise people, believing people out there who don't want to be associated with that. 
And so she goes on and she interviews someone like Ryan Burge, the statistician who Michael and I, we enjoy his work a lot, you know, asking him about, you know, the various latest polling when it comes to um, religiosity in America and things like that. Um, And she goes through like the 60s and the 70s, sort of a bit of how evangelicalism has formed itself around a political identity. A lot of the stuff that we talk about a lot, Michael, and I know that... our listeners are thinking about or reading about or um, talk about themselves. And so at the very end um, of the newsletter piece, she says, in quote, the Christian brand problem feels most critical in our current political era because that what nuns are responding to goes beyond what's happening in their own churches. Despite the pop cultural perception, Ryan Burge says it's unusual for Christian clergy to express partisan political views. Um, and then she goes on to say, so what moderate and liberal Christians are responding to might not be explicit conservative messaging from pastors and priests. Some may feel their fellow congregants have moved so far right that they no longer feel the sense of community that they once did. Many respondents mentioned the prevalence of inflexible standards on topics like same-sex marriage and the role of women in society that were no longer tolerable to them rather than staying and fighting and trying to change the minds from the inside they gave up, end quote. So I read this and I brought it to you, Michael, and I said... It feels like lately, and it's interesting to see it from a New York Times journalist and to see her quoting, um, you know, academics at the university level, but we've been hearing from Christians and Christian leaders themselves this idea that Christianity has a branding problem. And you and I, Michael, we've had, we've had our own private conversations about this kind of thinking and framing and framework. And so we wanted to bring that conversation to you, the audience, um, our listeners. So Michael, when you hear Christianity as a branding problem, what do you think? Um, I, I think that it misses the point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the, the brand problem of Christianity is secondary to, to the actual problems it has. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, th- this is a, a pretty old conversation. I mean, this was, if you think of Gabe Lyons and David Kinnaman's book, Unchristian. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right. And when Gabe was sort of starting Q, he was operating off the, you know, Christianity has a brand problem or Christianity has a PR problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My understanding is he's since sort of revised, not that there are, so surely there are perception problems mm-hmm. related to Christianity. Like there are perception problems with so many other groups and ideas and and that, that kind of thing. But um, I, I, I am concerned by those who wish to sort of um, reduce the question down to like if we only had a better uh a, like a better uh marketing plan mm-hmm. you know if we only um if we only had a better message and i just want to say our message is the message we have is pretty great like i don't think the message <laughs> the good is news the is pretty good yeah the, the good news is pretty good we have the best material um, you know to, to to work with um uh, it, it, i i i think that there is a real um one of the things that's happened 
uh, Jessica writes about Robert Putnam's and David Campbell's yes. work and talks about the conflation between Christianity as a religion uh, and uh, and a certain brand of politics. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing that's that we lose, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, is um, uh, this this was being written about Putnam Campbell's book is before Donald Trump was even on the political scene. Uh, these were problems that were emerging of a conf- conflation with a kind of politics that many who are anti-Trump think is like pretty great. And like, you know, um, there were good things about the Bush years and there were good things uh, and are good things about the the Republican um, Party, the problem isn't that, oh, there was nothing good to find in the Republican Party, or, or even you could say the problem wasn't, wasn't that majority of white evangelical Christians viewed the Republican Party as the clear favorite, the clear home for them. Uh, the, the, the problem was an allegiance and a sort of um, narrow-mindedness, in some cases a sycophancy, that transcended merely pulling the lever. Uh, it was a cultural equivalence. It was a real comfort with um, assuming that co-religionists were going to vote in the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, you know, that that is a a problem that has like perception if you want to use the term brand like what Christ, what what the general public thinks of when they think of christians um i think it's it, for some it's you know akin to an interest group or mm-hmm. akin yep. to uh, akin to um a um an, an ideological position mm-hmm. and like that that's a problem but what i want to say is like it emerges from somewhere yeah. <laughs> and so yeah yes let's think about how we could communicate more clearly uh let's let's think about what our public posture is but if we're communicating differently, but the the um, the actual practice is the same, uh, that's not going to do do us any any favors, and it shouldn't. Uh, that shouldn't be the way that cultural transformation happens. Uh, just just switching up your messaging or putting more money into uh, into an advertising campaign. Mm-hmm. I I just think it's kind of funny. I don't know if irony would be if this would be irony, but you call it, you know, you have to, there's a problem with Christian branding and it's usually, and it, you know, and Jessica Groves, like she hits the nail on the head of what people are referring to that Christianity is too associated with a certain type of politics when it's kind of like, when we talk about branding, branding comes out of either a corporate or ultimately what campaigns, politicians are using themselves right. as a technique right. to, um, 
uh, you know, get people to think a certain way or behave a certain way. So it's kind of ironic that yes. you would call it a brand problem when that's actually what politics uses to get people to vote in a certain way. <laughs> right. And I think um, that's very astute. Like part of the problem is people think Christians are just trying to sell something like everybody else. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think you should call a belief system a religion a brand. I think that's just deeply problematic because of what it what it connotes. Um, not not for Jessica. I mean, I think as an, oh yeah yeah Jessica's not a not a Christian. I think it, I think it's a perfectly reasonable piece to write that. But I think oh yeah she's we're getting quotes from academics. So yeah, sure. no, she's but I write think we're talking about yeah when when Christians themselves yes. are sort of. Oh, we got a brand. We got a real brand problem on our yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah, because then what Christians go and do is they they go and talk about it. They if they talk about it, then other people sort of latch onto that because as humans we like to categorize things and give things names so that we could easily sort them better. So calling the problems that we have a branding problem, it's you know it's very it's almost faddish to call things brand problems. Like I call it the the brand mother today because of the commodification of motherhood. Um, but there's sort of like what it connotes with Christianity is that there's some sort of way to commodify belief or commodify the good news when that's just sort of um, antithetical to the good news in the first, you know what I mean? Well, right. So if you're, this is exactly right. One of the things that framing it as a brand problem does is it sets yourself up to, okay, well, what would play better? Mm-hmm. You know, what is my audience going to like more? <laughs> um, and and you, you head down a very dangerous path when that's what Yeah, and, and yet doing. again, a lot of the, many of the critiques of, you know, like evangelicalism is that people cherry pick like their Bible verses. When, when you're trying to do this kind of work, you're cherry picking like exactly which parts of the good news to then mark it out. Um, it, so again, it's just, it's very funny. Um, the way that some of this sort of way of thinking is is acting out or um, the logical conclusions of it all. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, just to, yes, it's it's really clear that comparatively, public perception in America of Christians is worse now than it was yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah, that's right. You got the polling. Um, uh, it used to be like an 80-20 question if you surveyed the American public. Do you think do you think religion is part of the answer to our country's problems? Uh, or is it part of the problem itself? Only a vast majority of Americans would say it's part of the solution. Now, they disagree on in what way it was part of the solution, but there was a generally sort of positive view that like if we had more of the right kind of Christianity, we'd be in a better place. That is now like a 50-50 question. So half of Americans about will say that religion broadly uh, is part of the problem, not part of the answer. On the other hand, Melissa, I'm just... Um, I'm skeptical of wringing our hands too much about this rather sure. than rather than um, I think public Christians are too often in the place of responding to 
um, well, you know, does Christianity have a brand problem? And then we're sort of answering that question. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think we're much better off setting our own terms and Mm -hmm. and talking on our own terms. I was really struck and moved. Uh, This week, our friend Colin Hansen, who was a guest on the show, uh, did an interview with Molly Worthen. Molly is an academic, one of the best uh, journalists out there. She's really uh, incredible, has been for a long time. Uh, she would urge you to go over to Gospel Coalition, listen to Colin's podcast with Molly um, after reporting on Christianity for uh, really decades. Uh, Molly... Uh, committed her life to Jesus um, at J.D. Greer's church of all places. <laughs> she was baptized, and she talks about the, the Christianity that she saw, the Jesus that she saw, in a way that's really moving from someone. Here's what's moving about it, is that she's written extensively about both the good and the bad in American Christianity. So this is not someone who's been like, um, her job is cataloging sort of the state of yeah. religion in American life. And uh, there is not uh, a negative piece of news about Christians in America that doesn't cross Molly's desk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. uh, uh, but, uh, but she saw to the heart of it. And the fact that that is still happening in 2023... Um, is is a beautiful thing and suggests that things aren't as closed off. The culture is not as antagonistic as uh, some folks who who benefit off of uh, this sort of narrative that, oh, you know, Christians can't get heard in the public square anymore. You know, things are set against us. you know that 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 uh, uh, things aren't necessarily that that closed off um, as as some folks like to suggest. Yeah, I mean, there's there's that kind of approach, that kind of mentality that people are benefiting off of. But even just like this idea of um, self-deprecation disguises humility when you're yes. talking to folks about Jesus, like yes. isn't helpful. Um, I know that with the politicization of Christianity in the United States over many decades makes it sometimes hard to separate the two things. Um, But this, again, self-deprecation disguised as humility means that people, when it comes to the good news, it, 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 it does sort of like uh, sort of disguise the good part of the good news um, for folks. And I think that that does matter. And um, the more that people think that like, oh, this is just an image problem and the branding problem, um, the more that people will believe it. Uh, and I get it, Michael, like exactly as you said before, that you know this shouldn't be like our only focus right now, that we do have some bigger fish to fry. But I did want to talk about it a bit because it seems like it's a conversation that's um, coming back around again. Well, so right, and I think maybe we'll close here. What's interesting is Christians have been having this conversation for some time. What was interesting reading the piece was uh, its level of sympathy 
and the fact that Jessica kind of, in my reading, kind of approaches Christians as a minority group trying to find their place in society. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like you, you could replace so much of this, or at least sort of the framing of the article with like, you know, Muslims have a branding problem mm-hmm. or like, mm-hmm. and so that's part of why I'm enjoying Jessica's writing. I don't mean to say that she doesn't have deep insight. She does. But the fact that she isn't, she hasn't been living and breathing in this discourse for the last 20 years, yes. I, it, it, it is, is really helpful to the tone that she takes. Uh, I, I mean, it is, it is interesting. You read these um, sort of histories of evangelicalism and it's, it's funny. The Pulitzer prize winning author, Francis Fitzgerald wrote uh, a book on a, a, a huge book on evangelical uh, evangelicals and evangelicalism in America um, my understanding is she's not an evangelical herself and yet she brought a more compassionate a more sort of analytical a deeper analytical eye than I think a, a lot of the the grousing that yeah. that uh, that 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 folks who at the end of the day would say, I wouldn't know Jesus if it wasn't for uh, my experience mm-hmm. in American Christian churches. I wouldn't, um, you know, my my life is richer because of the role that American Christianity, whatever you know, whatever put then, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, that that has had in my life. So so that's interesting. I, reading it it just comes from like a slightly different angle this article than someone who is just trying to advocate for their particular brand of (laughs) their particular brand of christianity (laughs) jessica doesn't have necessarily um i mean she 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 talks about why she's interested in and, and as a citizen as a person with Christian friends, etc., like she, I don't mean like she doesn't have a stake, but but she's she's not wearing a particular jersey in the, the intramural, you know, Christian debates, which is is helpful for a piece like this. Yeah, completely agree. All right, well, that I think is all that we have for you this week. Uh, we got through an all. We got through the episode without talking about what happened on CNN on Wednesday night. So, I mean, I think you should pat us on the back for that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, more like you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that too. Uh, yeah. And so, but Keeping we will... the blood pressure down. Uh, we will have John Ward as a guest. I'm sure we'll talk about 2024 a yep. bit with John. Yes. Uh, as well as his book, Testimony. We have other exciting guests coming up in coming weeks. Uh, but as always, thank you for listening. Uh, hope you have a wonderful Mother's Day. Uh, We'll be with you for the morning five throughout the week. And again, we'll be with John Ward next weekend. You've been listening to Where We Are. Bye. I still wanna turn up Yeah, I still wanna turn up